Now breathe in and out. One. you've been here before, you know exactly what's happening here today. It's me and I'm stoned. I'm without Sophia, but I do have a very special guest with me, an avid stoner by the name of Rocket. Rocket, how are you today? Hi, Natalie. Thank you for having me on. I'm doing very good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing awesome. We normally share what we're stoned on before we get into the social bit. So today I am stoned on cereal milk um like it's kind of like a a cookie kind of thing um it's pretty good what about you what are you stoned on today Uh, i've also had an edible a cereal type of thing as well i've had some of a vape pen as well so i'm nicely stoned nicely buzzed and ready for some socializing you're ready to get social so this week i know um it's it might not be obvious to our listeners but you are obviously not american um, and so today we're going to talk about the cannabis culture here in America versus um, Europe and specifically Amsterdam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Amsterdam was where I first got stoned, I think. Uh, and, you know, I've been doing vacations to Amsterdam for a long time. So obviously this year I've not been able to do one, which is rather disappointing. Uh, absolutely. But hopefully. <laughs> um, you know, once this pandemic is and lockdown is over, could uh, do a little trip over there again. Mm. Um, the culture there, you know, obviously things have started to change over here in America and things have started to become legal and more accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're ever going to quite get the culture like it is in Amsterdam. And, you know, I've been to Amsterdam too. And like every time I go, it's one of those things where I'm just so excited that I can have all the weed mm-hmm. that I do mm-hmm. all the weed. And then I'm totally, I'm just done like day one. I'm out over there. They call them coffee shops. I'm using air mm-hmm. quotes, right? Um, they don't actually say they're like weed shops. Do you know why they say they're coffee shops? Well, that, I mean, they are literally coffee shops as in they do sell coffee in them. They're essentially, they're similar to cafes, um, one of the laws in Amsterdam, I believe, whether it's changed or not, I'm not sure, but you can't sell alcohol and marijuana on the same premises. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why they're called coffee shops, because they're more like cafes. So you can go, you can have a coffee or a juice, relax and get stoned. I think you can smoke in some bars, but they can't sell it is the is, is the rule basically Interesting. and like you know i'm i'm always saying this but like every day of the week i will take weed over alcohol and i, mm-hmm. I know it might be different for you but you think maybe they don't allow weed and alcohol in the same place on purpose or is i would that... assume so i suppose it could uh, potentially you know produce mm. a dangerous situation for some people um if they you know go too hard on one or the other it's not going to end well um but, you know, I think that, you know, people that go to Amsterdam to sort of party and drink beer, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of atmosphere, isn't it, to those who are going to get stoned. So, you know, if you go to a bar, it's generally a very different atmosphere. Yeah. 
to go in and sit in a coffee shop, which is generally much more chill. Chill, yeah, chill is the word I was going to use. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you just kind of, and again, this is my thing, like, alcohol makes people angry, but I've never really met an angry stoner. What about you? I don't think an angry stoner exists, to be honest <laughs> I don't think you. an angry think, stoner no, exists, yeah. No, I've been getting stoned for a long time, and uh, you know, it's... Since- since he was 18 since i was 18 like we say always not until you're 18 like if you're listening and you're under 18 we say this all the time do not take weed if you're under 18 okay just don't um so so yeah there's there's never (laughs) there's never an angry stoner so tell us a little bit about i know i introduced you as like an avid stoner and like that's that's not really a proper title so tell me a little bit if you can summarize your experience with weed or cannabis or whatever you call it. yeah what do you pre- first of all what do you prefer to call it you know i've never really thought about that i suppose it's just weed marijuana just you know i've never really been that overly concerned about what i call it um now the big difference between the european way and the american way is the use of tobacco yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, we'll get, we'll all right, we'll that. discuss that. Yeah, I was just asking about what you call it mm-hmm. because here I feel like when you say weed, people are like, oh, but when you say cannabis, it sounds fancy. It sounds like, you know, it's classy. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> it's cool. That's okay. kind of what I feel here. Do you, you've, you've, you've been in America before, so you know the you know mm-hmm. the culture here, and we'll get to that. But that's kind of my idea. So you don't care what you call it. You mm-hmm. just, you're just happy to have it. Get it. <laughs> you as just... long as I can find it somewhere. You know. <laughs> I always say a true it. stoner can always find weed, no matter where they go. The amount of times I've been in a city and, you know, just someone has come up to me mm-hmm. and said, oh, you know, do you want to buy any weed or something? I think as a true stoner, you know you are in the club when you've been to just a random place in the world and you somehow managed to find weed and the amount of times that that's happened is crazy. I don't know if I'm that kind of stoner. That's like, that's like some stoner magic right there. Mm-hmm. You can just go mm-hmm. in anywhere and find weed. That's that's a neat trick. But mm-hmm. I, I, I do know stoner people. I have known stoner people who are like that throughout my life where we go to a party, there's nothing happening and then all of a sudden like, boom, I've got it. And like, where did you, where did you get that? It's like, always there somewhere. It's always you've, got, there. you've got the nose to sniff it, you know what I mean? It's always there somewhere. It's always there somewhere. Um, Okay, so you don't so you don't care about you know what you call it. You've been doing it since you're eighteen, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, tell mm-hmm. me a little bit more about your experience with cannabis and or weed. You know, see, mm-hmm. I'm I'm conditioned to saying cannabis so that the listeners and you know any potential sponsors we have realize I'm very grown up about my my cannabis use. So tell me about your use. Like obviously you you've been doing it recreationally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think yeah. I first started smoking regularly was when I was in college or university um you know all those days of not having much to do just the odd lecture here and there and that kind of thing gave me lots of free time and I started smoking then um and then I just kind of carried it on from there really so um, boredom did you start smoking out of boredom is that what you're saying no nah, not out of boredom but I suppose it was something to do um it's not an exp- it's not an overly expensive hobby either well, um, why would you keep I'm, I'm picking up that's fine why would you keep like what what's motivated you to keep doing it because when you say like oh i just decided to like what maybe a lack of motivation (laughs) is the reason why um this is how we produce this podcast every week we're so motivated okay um (laughs) did do you do you feel different when you smoke is that like what's your headspace like is that just generally like more relaxed and more sort of chilled um i don't smoke as much now as i used to i think that um, when I was younger, I used to smoke a lot more. And I think then it was kind of just, I was in the habit of just doing it every single day. So it wasn't so much as I felt any different. It just kind of just took me to like a level <laughs> 
playing field if that you know you come in from a day of work and just but now when I do it because I don't do it every day as you know now it's more you know then it gets me some more relaxed more giggly and that kind of thing so like I'm gonna this is a twofold question okay but my first question is so you're like eh, it was kind of a thing to do you started telling us about how it's different smoking there and versus here so you said you added tobacco which we call blunts here um and do you think maybe the tobacco, that addictive quality, which I hate tobacco and I would never, but do you think maybe that also kept you? For sure. For sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Because, you know, so I've stopped using tobacco when I stopped smoking, mm-hmm. which was about two or three years ago. Um, and now I find it much easier to not smoke or use weed every day. I can take it or leave it. So you used to be a daily user. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was smoking it with tobacco, I was also a smoker. So I smoke throughout the day, cigarettes mm. when I was at work and that kind of thing. Mm. And I get in and instead of having a cigarette, just mix the cigarette with the weed and have a spliff, you know. Um, but yeah, they obviously, you know, I don't, I personally am a believer that weed is not an addictive substance. That's my belief. Um, I think tobacco, I don't think, tobacco is a highly addictive substance. So I used to think back then that like oh, I was a stoner and I was addicted to weed and that sort of thing. <laughs> Because like I said, like, we literally used to smoke weed every single day. Um, but really, looking back, I think I was just a cigarette smoker who just who happened to, who happened to also, yeah, exactly, precisely. I see. I see. So how, what are the different, I guess, you know, there are several ways you can consume cannabis. What are some of the ways you've consumed cannabis? And what's your favorite way to... So until I moved to America, I'd only ever mixed tobacco and weed, rolled it up into a spliff and Amateur. smoked it. Look at that. Literally no other way. Every other way to me back then was just a waste of time. Just <laughs> these fancy <laughs> schmancy ways of doing weed, which I now do, by the way. Um, but yeah, back then, yeah. So now, um, like I say, I don't smoke anymore. And I'm not saying I'll never have a spliff with tobacco again, but obviously I don't want to start smoking cigarettes again. So I've been sort of wary about doing that. Precisely, precisely. Um, so I quite like the edibles now. They're quite fun. Um, and I think it is a different kind of high. I definitely feel more stoned. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, I'm, I, again, am of the mind and have heard that having edibles is more potent than smoking mm-hmm. because you're ingesting it. So even though it takes longer for you to get high, the high is going to be stronger and last longer than your traditional smoking. And that's why when you do smoke weed, you constantly are just trying to keep that high going. Whereas if you take an edible, you're good for like, you know. 100%. Yeah. 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 I definitely um, agree with that. Yeah. What about vaping? Have you tried any vaping or anything? Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've tried one of the vape pens, um, which seem, yeah. They're fun. It's kind of like smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a smoker, definitely, I think one of the things you miss is doing that sort of motion with your hands, of having sink in your hands. And uh, I think that's a last like thing. That, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, so I quite like that. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've tried the vaping. And, uh, I've tried bongs as well, which is like a very American oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. But like, I can't stand them. I don't like them <laughs> at all. People <laughs> swear by them and just love them. I just... For me, if I have a bong, I'm, I'm coughing for like five, ten minutes. Well, and you know, they love saying that when, you, when you're coughing, you know, I'm sure you've heard this. It's like, oh man, you're getting more stoned, yeah. right? Yeah, people love saying that, like it's opening up your lungs. All of a sudden, I'm smoking with like a doctor or something. Yeah. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I, I feel like that is one of those, you know, myths that have been passed down from stoner to stoner, which actually just isn't true. 
yeah, yeah. I don't think that's true. It's just you're just coughing. Do you know what I mean? I, but you know, maybe it is true. I don't know. Maybe if if someone listening has the science to prove me wrong, then uh, so, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to prove. I love. I don't know. I'd love to be proved wrong on that. But uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that to me when I have tried using a bong. I do end up, you know, violently and coughing for 10 minutes. The thing is, I know everything that goes, you know, I've used a bong too. I'm like unsuccessfully. I'm so terrible. I'm not that type of stoner. I am the type of stoner that just wants my, I just want, I want my cannabis in the easiest, simplest, most edible, tasty form. And that's it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't do a lot of things, but like edibles are my jam. And so we're talking about vaping and I know right now there's a lot of controversy around vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not good. E-cigarettes and all that aren't good, mm-hmm. yeah. but the thing that makes them not good, you know, cause I am again, really into cannabis. I cannot stress this enough guys. Um, and so I've done a lot of research on this and it seems like the flavoring in a lot of these things is what makes it bad. It's mm-hmm. this, it's the breaking down of this chemical that's in a lot of vapes that are and, and e-cigarettes that make them taste certain ways that makes them bad for you um what do you think about the high you get from vaping do you like that high you mentioned like the edible high was stronger too yeah the vaping high you know i similar i'd say it's fairly similar to when i used to smoke mm-hmm. just kind of kind of chilled out but nothing i don't feel like really sort of far gone mm-hmm. like i have with edibles before like edibles have got, i think everyone has an edible <laughs> story any kind of you know regular user has at that time where the edibles just hit you differently yeah and that's you know, i want to hear that story tell me about a time an edible has up. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what stories I've told because again, stoner brain, so I don't remember everything. But I know I've told edible stories before. Do you have a story? Yeah, okay, story. yeah. Let's see. let's let's let let's, like let's, let's, let's hear this that. Is, okay, tell uh, an edible story. Amsterdam story. This was the first time I ever had an edible, Ooh. and I was young at the time, eighteen, eighteen or older. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I took my first ever edible in Amsterdam. Oh, that's class. With my uncle. Oh, and we'll add as well. He's only a few years older than me, to be fair. He's more like a cousin. But anyway. Okay, we'll let it slide. And uh, the classic example, we're back in a hotel room and uh, we'd been out that day and we bought an edible and I don't think we'd had anything else. Mm-hmm. And the classic of... Uh, <laughs> Let's get as high as we can. No, 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 no. The classic, oh, you know, this edible's not doing anything. I'm going to have some more. <gasps> oh, no. You know. Oh, no, the kiss of death. You know, I've never... <laughs> No, this is a dud. This is not, you know, probably like 15 minutes in or something. It was not like, anyway. So I don't really remember much about this. But I fell asleep slash passed out. And um, we'd fallen asleep with South Park on the TV. And I woke up just hallucinating Cartman in the room, sitting on the bed. And I think it was still on the TVs, whether it was like, I thought it was on the TV, whether I thought it was on the bed. Oh, and I was really, really messed up. And like, I was, sw- well, I was swimming. My head was a mess for days. Like it was, oh, I had a really bad first experience with edibles and I didn't try another edible again for a long, long time. Um, yeah, I know that that's what happens. Like everyone, like you said, everyone has an edible story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's basically a cautionary tale. Uh-huh. Um, and so then no one ever wants to try edibles again. But like the yeah. golden rule with edibles, and I've said several times on the podcast, is you've got to start small and you have to be patient. I know it really sucks, but like I always take my edible and then I start doing other shit. That way I'm not sitting there, you know, twiddling my thumbs, waiting for the edible to kick in. I'm doing other shit. And then when I feel it, I'm like, 
oh yeah because otherwise I've fallen in that trap where I've taken an edible you know when I went to Amsterdam I I always buy the biggest cookie brownie anything and I'm like yeah and then I just eyeball how much I'm and then oh it never works out and yeah. I always get tired of waiting and so you really it's and, and it's hard for a stoner to be patient isn't it it's really it's really hard I am. Um, have you ever tried a firecracker? Have you heard of this? Yes. Every stoner who's worth any street oh cred at all in stoner world. This is probably the most under This was only like maybe last year. This wasn't long ago. And um, a friend of mine made me a firecracker. And this was like, what are they called? Like, you know, the Ritz's crackers, mm-hmm. little circle ones. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I smoke every day. <laughs> and this is before I got back into it. This is when I was still smoking. Oh. And I was, again, I had this sort of attitude of like, what's that little thing going to do? So I was by myself when I had this, actually, because I just thought like, I won't smoke tonight. I'll have this little cracker. How much yeah, is that going to do to me? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so messed up. And like, I didn't think it was anything serious. I wasn't like ready for a big session or anything. So I was watching something on TV. And I felt like I, was, I wasn't hallucinating as such, but I felt like trippy. Yeah. And then I, I realized that I was watching this episode or something that was like 45 minutes long. And I realized that I'd kept like replaying everything. And I realized I'd been <laughs> sat watching the same episode for like two hours. And I was only like 35 minutes into it because oh, I kept just like missing yeah. things and zoning out. I so said, like, yeah. Oh, that, that's the worst. They, that really messed me up. That did. I like, oh, I thought I'd been, I thought I wasn't taking weed. I thought I was taking something else, <laughs> like mushrooms or like something just like ridiculous because I was so messed up from this tiny little Ritz cracker. Um, I, I don't mean, know what it was. Well, I mean, firecrackers are notoriously okay. like. Oh, they! I didn't pretty, know that. Yeah, they're like you know, it, and and because it is one of those things where like it's 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 stoner's choice, it's just dealer's choice. So you put as much weed as you want on there. Yeah, you, you put too so, much yeah. in there. But you know, one of the misconceptions about cannabis is that it induces hallucinations mm-hmm. that are like psychedelic drugs. But um, you know. I've read a lot of things about the claim that cannabis can cause hallucinations and a hallucination isn't, you know, like you said, it's, it's like you said, you're watching TV. It doesn't necessarily need to be anything sort Mm -hmm. of crazy. Um, But it's, it's one of those things where weed doesn't cause hallucinations. Mm -hmm. It does cause an extreme altered perception. And so it feels the same as when you're taking um, psychedelics or something like that so you're not really hallucinating but you are in such an extreme altered state mm-hmm. that you feel like you're because i've that's happened to me too where i've yeah. i've been so stoned on edibles where i'm like i got up i thought mm-hmm. i got up i thought i did something and then people around me are like no you haven't moved dude like at all you haven't moved at yeah. all i mean so in like 10 years or so of using marijuana that is the only two times i can remember when i would say i was even close to hallucinating um you know yeah, so it's not something that's happened that happens very often, but um, they yeah. were too intense times. Like in the first one, I was you know so <laughs> new to <laughs> you probably weed. went too hard too fast. Right? I mean, and the stuff in Amsterdam too fast is so much stronger than anywhere else in the world. Is that you know what? I hundred percent that every time no, I go there, and I just like you know, I will not have a, no, no not a debate. That's no, a fact. That's it, that is, it is undoubtedly. No. I mean, we um I went to a. a, a place once and their like signature thing was that their special brand of weed or whatever had won the cannabis cup which is a real thing it is a real thing yeah Mm -hmm. and i had some of this cannabis cup winning weed and oh my god it like and so you think it was like taste the difference it is literally like taste the difference it was top notch well i mean the thing is i'm sitting here arguing like 
school in America, but not really, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but the highest I've gotten, aside from when I completely had too much here, mm-hmm. like just on the regular dose, has been in Amsterdam. Like I don't want to dispute that. I don't want to take that away from hundred percent. I don't know if it's you know because it's legal, they don't have to. I don't know about the growing process, to be fair. But I mean, I don't know if because it is legal and because they can grow it more freely, they can. I don't know. Do people like can people chop down weed with other stuff to make it less potent? I don't know how it works, but I do know for <laughs> sure and without any doubt, the best Science. weed in the world is in Amsterdam. Science. 100%. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. I don't really do it either. And I know like Dutch cannabis laws are a lot different than mm-hmm. they are here. And one of the great things about Amsterdam is that it is weed. You know, they apply their their ideas about cannabis and they've pretty much divided the drugs up into two groups depending on their influence on human health they're soft drugs Mm -hmm. and hard drugs and the hard drugs are cocaine lsd morphine heroin all of that you Mm -hmm, cannot mm -hmm. you know it's it's not allowed in the netherlands but soft drugs like cannabis or even mushrooms Mm -hmm. you know magic mushrooms are legal under condition of so-called personal use and so that's why when you're there you can get so much so much stuff you know um, and I know th- I know they grow things there, but I don't know like how big they're because I know you can't grow it for um, more than personal use like here. So in most of the states where you can grow your own weed, you can only grow it for personal. I don't know whether the um, the coffee shop distribute. You know, someone I'm assuming, someone yeah. must be growing more yeah. somewhere, so they must I'm have just... some kind of laws and licenses in there. Um, I have been told as well that they they really are strict on. I, mean, I suppose everyone's strict on hard drugs, like you say, but apparently the police are very very vigil. Um, about people trying to sell their hard drugs mm-hmm. because it's not something they want in the city. Um, and it's one of those things where if you already are in like the city of magic where you can have, you know, cannabis and shrooms, like what more do you need? Yeah, like why you don't, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I don't want to get into a whole thing here about LSD or whatever, but like, why, why you want Coke? Why do you need mm-hmm. morphine? <laughs> Like you're in the land of promises right mm-hmm. there. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess, you know, I'm, I've been happy with every experience I've had in um, the Netherlands. How many times have you been there, would you say? Yeah, <laughs> you can't count. Ten. <laughs> a lot. I've been there a lot, too. Because, you know, from the UK, it's so easy to get to. It's literally, mm-hmm. you, can get, you can go by coach, by boat, fly <laughs> there, you can drive there. It's so easy to it's get to. It's a lot of ways to get there, yeah. Hmm. Um, I know a lot of people that have brought stuff back, which, you know, I never would recommend, never do it. No, but that is breaking international laws. Um, but yeah, it's so easy to do. Um, oh, I guess so because you're you're um, you can ride, like you said, you can ride a bus. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so exactly, like, yeah, so. so no one's gonna really check mm-hmm, you. Oh, exactly. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if it's that close, it's kind of like that's it's, it's kind of yeah. like a weekend getaway. That's what I mean. Right? You know, it's, you enjoy it whilst you're there, and you, you know, leave it all day. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Amsterdam's not going anywhere. Amsterdam's always gonna be there. Did you um? Did you see recently when uh, they were starting to lock everything down across Europe? Did you see the lines outside the coffee shops? No, oh, there were videos not. shared online and like, oh my. And there's like hundreds of coffee shops in Amsterdam. I have no idea of the exact numbers, but everyone's got their favorite. I've got mine. I've got my favorite. Shout out. Yeah, give a shout out. Shout out Green Place. If you ever go to Amsterdam, Green Place. It's really small. It's really chilled out in there. Oh, that's where I had the cannabis cup winning weed as well. Um, and you said that's green place. Green I mean, place, yeah. Shout out, to shout green out to Green Place. Place. They're listening. 
good good fellas in there. And if you guys want to send us any cannabis, no, actually no, can't. It's international laws. laws. Yeah, yeah, I just talked about that. That's. But if we're there next time, stoner brains. <laughs> next time I'm there, I will definitely pop in and tell them. I gave you guys a shout out. Thanks. <laughs> Hopefully, they will yeah. appreciate it. I yeah, the lines outside of like every coffee shop, not just like going out the door, like going down the street, going down the block, the people needed to get the last bit. Well, I know here um, in California and other places where recreational is, they kind of did the same thing. And mm-hmm. I, I did too. I stocked up before this mm-hmm. quarantine and I've been rationing my supply out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think? You know, philosophical question here. Do you think a stoner can, a true stoner can ever truly ration out weed? <laughs> I can now. Now I'm not using it with the tobacco. Mm-hmm. But before, I, I felt like my life was a constant struggle of like, I want more weed, but then I'll have to buy more weed. And I never like bought in really big bulks. I was kind of paranoid about having like loads of weed around, like an ounce or anything, you know. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I just used to buy like little small bags and then have to like, you know, <laughs> ring the man up, come back again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and um, in, in England, where you're what's the, you know, general idea? How do people feel about weed there? Like, are people generally, because it seems very less, like, I mean, people don't give a shit as much as what I'm saying. My first answer was to say it's, it feels like it's been decriminalized, but, like, it absolutely hasn't been decriminalized. <laughs> like, it still is illegal but as far as like I that. know, but it does kind of feel that way. Um, it's very common to just be, you know, walking down the street in, like, nice areas or wherever you are, really, in, in London, where I'm from, and just someone will say to you, like, oh, you know, do you want to? Maybe I have that look about me. I don't know what it is. I'm sure my mum doesn't get off of it, just like I do. Maybe I have that look about me. I don't know. But um, so it seems to be like fairly readily available. Um, I know if I've never had any trouble with the police and weed, but I know that it is as long as you're not carrying around like, you know, a rucksack full. If you are just carrying what's clearly for personal use, as far as I know, they'll just give you a, like a warning or a ticket or something. It's Even not- though they can prosecute. Although Beyond they, that, right? They can, they can, it can be harsher than just like a slap on the wrist. I think if you're in the system, if you've had the warnings and stuff, <laughs> if you've had multiple weed warnings, yeah, then maybe like that, yeah. Huh. Um, but it, there, it is pretty relaxed about it, especially for personal use. Like usually, I always think that the UK often, you know, is similar to America and a lot of the things we do, and obviously just a bit slower. So I think if you guys have We're started to decriminalize <laughs> it. I'm assuming the UK will go the same way. Give me you time. Don't really, the thing um, is, like you just said, there's no real need to. Like, if we had, if Mexico was Amsterdam, mm-hmm. we wouldn't really, you know, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where, like, I don't know if we'd be pushing for it. You think maybe that's what's taking so long is that you guys mm-hmm. don't really have a, you know, it's kind of an experience. And like you said, mm-hmm. if you if you look like Rocket and you're walking around London, you just get offered weed anyway. You go to Camden, <laughs> especially, like, oh, my God. But it's like, it's like a competition from, from all the different dealers. I see you coming, like, boom, 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 boom. They're all trying to sell you, you know. They've all got the best stuff going, apparently. And all what's, that, you know. what's that like? I'm I'm bad. I'm one of those stoners who, you know, before it became legal around here recreationally, I would make people get it for me and bring mm-hmm. it to me. What what what's it like like with the dealers there? If you are, if because it is technically illegal, mm-hmm. are yeah. they are you meeting them? Like, what's the secret handshake? Like, what happens? So when I was in college, I found like a very reliable guy. Um, he used to just come to my house and drop it off, which was a lot, wow. which was very nice because that then took out all the risk for me. Right, which you know? is which is totally what happens in California. Yeah, is an yeah, option. Yeah, yeah, Vegas yeah, yeah. options. Yeah, because like. um, he's used to, like his car used to like how that guy. I don't like. I don't know what he's doing now. I hope I wish him all the best. I haven't spoke to him for a long, long time. But how he got away with it for so long because like he just used to just drive around all day long with a car that just stank a weed. But um, 
So yeah, but then when I went back to London, I didn't really have that person that I knew. So, you know, you were, I was kind of like driving to meet people and stuff and like, it's a bit sketch. So obviously like when you legalize it, like it is in California, it just feels so much safer. Yeah, you've heard it California. Yeah, yeah, I've been to California. Yeah, to go, uh, what they're called, the, uh, what's the name of them? Dispensaries, that's the word I was looking for, yeah. (laughs) It's a lot safer to go to like a licensed place and get your stuff. Yeah, it's always having to like meet some shady dude. <laughs> like, luckily, touch wood, I've never had a bad experience buying weed, and I've met some dodgy fellas as well <laughs> over the years. I've met some dodgy individuals who, uh, but luckily, I've never had a bad experience. Um, but yeah, it would, uh, you know, I do think that eventually the UK will legalize it, and we will. I don't, but again, I don't think you're ever gonna have it like Amsterdam, where you can just go in, order your breakfast, have a spliff of oh, an apple juice. I just, I just like, I just you know, don't think it's ever going to happen. It's funny that but... you say that because it's, it's, you know, I, I read again. I'm, I'm just on the internet way too much. And a study that was conducted in 2017 showed that 21.9 percent of American weed smokers start to consume cannabis in the morning, mm-hmm. five to 60 minutes after waking up. So we love to wake and bake. Mm-hmm. Um, and only half of this average percentage was reported in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in Greece was the highest ranking. I think in that. So one third of the surveyed Americans reported that they, you know, they're smoking when, you know, when they get up. So like, that would be great to like have. Yeah, I'm not so much a fan of the wake and bake. <laughs> I'm not either. Like, I don't want to. Like, you have to have nothing to do that day. <laughs> well, no, it depends on how much you're doing, because, you know, the great thing about about legalizing and making it recreational is now it can come at any amount so for Mm -hmm. me i'm okay taking a little three or five milligrams throughout the day Mm -hmm. um to sort of just take the edge off of the fucking world Mm -hmm. but if i were to completely you know like this traditional stoners who like are bong hitting and ripping bongs i can't do that i can't get stoned in the morning and then be productive the rest of the day so so what's your what's your favorite time to get like time of the day to get stoned don't say all day no, 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 not all day too. But like I said, like if I've got stuff to do, I can't get stoned. I can't like do those two things at once. Um, <laughs> I need to like be confident that like I can now just relax for the evening or whatever. Or like during the day, if it's the weekend or whatever, I'm perfectly happy to smoke during the day. Um, but if, you know, if I'm just if it's like a Saturday, I've got no plans or whatever, uh, then that's cool. I'm happy with that. But yeah, like if I've got stuff to do. I can't, I can't focus. Is this yeah. like your, I mean, I'm the same way. Like I like to do it at the end of the day. Like I said, I can mm-hmm. do a little bit mm-hmm. during the day, my tea or my honey or my sugar, or just, you know, just a tiny bit, like three to five milligrams. It's not until I get into the nighttime that I'm taking like 15 to 20 milligrams. Yeah. Um, See, for me, it's a bit like, I very rarely have like one beer. If I'm having a beer, if I'm having a beer, I'm having 10 beers. You know what I mean? I'm going out, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to get drunk. I feel the same way about weed. I'm very rarely going to have like, one little hit on a spliff and then save it for later. Like, am I ever like going for it and getting stoned or is nothing? Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's a problem there. But maybe, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe. We, we talk a lot about conscious cannabis use, but mm-hmm. you know, they're going to, we only know what conscious cannabis use is because we have people like you who are just going to go stupid mm-hmm. Anytime, mm-hmm. anytime they want. And also, you know, 13% of U.S. cannabis smokers reported in that same report, because again, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd, that they were stoned for, usually stoned for more than half of the day, 12 hours, compared to people in Amsterdam who only 2% reported the same. Do you think, like, I mean, that's an obvious thing, right? It's As far as I know, because I went to, like, the um, Cannabis Museum in Amsterdam, Ooh, very, very low percentage of Dutch national smoke 
cannabis. It's very, it's, you know, it's not very common. It's more like a tourist thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, is that sort of thing where, because they, they've grown up with it, they can't have, like, it's legal. Like us, we can't have it, so we, we yeah, just so go it's, stupid. It's not that kind of same thing, like, oh, let's do it, let's do it. It's, you know, it's just there. It's so there. I think it's something, you know, it's something like 5%, if I remember. This was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, maybe that is sort of something to do with it. Well, I also know that I read that 20% of the Europeans' unions, young adults, mm-hmm. um, you know, said that they started smoking earlier than yeah. we do. We don't start smoking cannabis until we're, you know, 18 to 29. Um, and we recommend 18, but there are people who are going to smoke before that. There's yeah. nothing you can do about that. But again, this is kind of like you guys with alcohol. You think maybe mm-hmm. because you have access to it earlier, I don't want to say it, but like you're more responsible with it than we are. Possibly, possibly. I guess it's hard to say. And obviously it varies from uh, person to person. Um but yeah, I mean, I guess people do start smoking young, and I have read quite a lot of studies about how you know marijuana on like a developing brain, like you say, yeah, someone is under eighteen, yeah, yeah. can be really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably good I got into it when I did do, you know, because I did actually genuinely get into it after I was eighteen. Um, so you know, yeah, you might, yeah, you might be something to. I'm that. just wondering because I've noticed that when I when I go overseas that um, it's it's more chill with you know aside from beer, you guys really love beer, um, but like you know the the like wine and the liquor and the things mm-hmm. you don't really get that crazy with it and so it's interesting that also the europeans are like this with weed because you guys have amsterdam and it's kind of just there well i mean plus the other way you know the other thing i would say is when you are mixing it with a cigarette which literally everyone does <laughs> almost everyone i know <laughs> does smokes that way you're obviously not having as much right. weed in your system oh, okay that's true you know instead of having like a bong which is just like a hundred percent weed and you know what i mean you mm-hmm. know when you are mixing it it does feel a bit you know it's definitely you get you get higher slower right and more you know Gradual. it's more sort of kind of a chilled thing um so weed is kind of from what you're what you're saying weed is kind of like your um your like glass of wine at the end of the day yeah that's this how like that's your... how i used to view it when i was mm-hmm. um yeah it was like me and a friend who, who i lived with at the time we would smoke weed pretty much every single night and yeah it was similar <laughs> to having you know a beer or a glass of wine just kind of relax watch like on the tv <laughs> chill out right always spliff so, do you have a favorite strain? Oh, no, I'm not that kind of person. No, I'm not that type of person. You go to Amsterdam and like they'll give you this long yeah, menu with every name in the strain. world. And then like I remember this one time, me and my friends were in Amsterdam having a laugh, chilling out, having a really good time. And this guy came over to us and he was like, I felt like he was like policing the weed we were smoking because all of us are the same. Like, <laughs> just give us that one, you know, that one. Us, yeah. That's cool. And this guy was like, no, man, you want the lemon haze buzz, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> giving us all like the different strand names and types and whatever. And like, maybe you knew what he was talking about. Maybe he was just a dickhead. I, I have no <laughs> idea. But like, we were just stoned, just cut, not laughing at him. That seems mean. But like, he was being a bit of a knobhead, to be fair. You know, he was like really into all the different types of different I... I am so like I'm all about the strains. I love the strain of Fruity Pebbles, okay. which came out in 2006 mm-hmm. in California um, when I had my med card, and they it smells like Fruity nice, Pebbles. That's nice. my favorite thing, and um, it's it's a you know it's a high it's a hybrid, and like I can't I'm not one of those people who can tell the difference between sativa and indica. Are you like one's a body high, one's a mind? Yeah, high. that's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah, so are you like can you discern that? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of just hybrids. And so I'm you're getting saying, a lot yeah. of like, like I said, like, I'm, No, I've never really known about, you know, maybe if you, someone said to me, you know, one of these is body, one of these is mine. You know, 
could maybe tell you which was which, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't back myself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you um, would not, you would not bet on that, right? No, like I say, I'm definitely not. Yeah, a I, I like Fruity like Pebbles that. because okay. it's, it's hybrid and mm-hmm. it's, it's got a really soft but strong body buzz that, that gives you that relaxation and gives you that kind of spacey, like you were saying, psychedelic mm-hmm. effect. So that's my favorite. That's my favorite one. Maybe, maybe you can try it next time you're in Amsterdam. I mean, and the other thing, of course, is that Amsterdam is, for me, the only place where you can pick a strain. When you are, you know, buying mm. from a from a dealer, you're just getting. Whatever. You don't give your menu. Do you you're know getting, what I mean? You're you're just, whatever. You don't get his menu's choices. <laughs> he'll just give you what he's got. Do you know true, what I mean? And then you just, you know, so for years that's how I've smoked <laughs> weed, which is, you know, you're, now you're just like you're just like a little like guinea pig. Yeah, yeah, you were just taking much, everything. Pretty much, just yeah. Good times. <laughs> <Good> times. <laughs> okay, so um, we. We always do this thing on our podcast called Munchie of the Week. And Alana, what is your favorite munchie while you're stoned? Every stoner has a favorite munchie. Or I, know, I mean, I do kind of mix it up a bit. Yeah, um, it's okay. You know, I, um, recently, it's an American goldfish, the crisp oh, chips, as you guys call them. Yeah, well, yeah the crackers. Chips, crackers. They've <laughs> the been really nice goldfish? lately. Yeah, the little okay. ones. Yeah, so, yeah. so goldfish. So, like what kind like it comes in a million flavors like mm. um do you have yeah, a favorite I I had the, like, the classic yeah the, the classic, ones. Yeah, the classic ones. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um there's there's tons of flavors there's pizza there's um barbecue i think i feel like i'm making some of these up um there's not realistic <laughs> there's there's a lot um they have i know they have like an oniony one but you're saying you've just stuck with the basic one right the orange one yeah they've got pizza yeah, that's not I mean, thing. like yeah, I, I like the names of them because they're made for like stoners clearly okay. like i mean they're not they're supposed to be for kids but when you get stoned you maybe you're thinking uh-huh. like a kid so like they've got extreme pizza okay. um smoking barbecue extra cheddar uh they've got a kick it up a nacho which i love puns so but you're saying you just do the cheddar, right? I think so. I think that's all I've had so far. So maybe next time you need to try some will, uh, some other flavors. We'll them, yeah. And uh, yeah, they have an extra cheddar, and like they're even making sweet ones now. I don't know if you had the sweet ones. Um, I, I'm assuming that's like cookies, but okay. what you're calling biscuits, right? Biscuits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be sweet flavored, but that's okay. that's a good that's a good stoner munchie. I. I agree with that. I can get down with that. Um, but yeah, try some flavors. Branch oh, yeah, out. Oh, Don't, yeah, yeah. you know. Stuck in the cheddar one. Uh, <laughs> try some extreme pizza. <laughs> try good. it out and see what you think. Um, okay, and we always have one stoner question of the day that we try mm-hmm. to answer. And so... Um, and then if you get picked for it and you send us your address, we say this all the time, we will send you whatever the munchie of the week is. So, uh, Matthew, if you your question got picked and if you give us your address, we will send you um, some we'll send you some goldfish. We always send you um, a week's supply of whatever the snack is. So Matthew asks, and this is a good question for you. Uh, Matthew says, Okay, I've been trying to take a break from smoking Mm -hmm. since I usually rip my bong every night before I fall asleep. But the last time I tried, it ended up with the worst stomach pain and super uncomfortable. Is there any tips for when you are taking a tolerance break? Um, So Matthew, I mean, like Matthew's Matthew's not asking us mm -hmm. if he should take a tolerance break. Yeah, he's telling us he's going to take a tolerance break. So for me, whenever I used to take 
I never took a tolerance break as such. I more <laughs> took a, I'd run out of weed break. <laughs> get any more. A forced tolerance break. Yeah, it was break. a forced tolerance okay, break. Okay. I never had stomach pain. So that's, you know, yeah. maybe there's something there that, you know, talk to a doctor about because I'm not, you know, I wanted to give me medical Yeah, no, advice. I'm not, I'm not a doctor either. For me, the big thing was sleep. I really struggled to sleep mm-hmm. when I used to come off of um, smoking weed. Um, but what I will say with weed, if ever I have stopped using weed for a period of time, I once had to um, pass a drug test. So I had to stop uh-huh. for like a couple of months. <laughs> of course. Like the first like 48 hours, you think like, oh, this is the worst I thing ever. It. This well, is awful. Maybe you had a cigarette. I mean, I still be smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> once you're over that kind of initial that one to two day hump, do like April, well, at least for me anyway, I found weed really, really easy to quit whenever I've needed to over the years. Yeah once I get past that initial day or two. And it's hard to ask, why stop the best feeling in the world, Matthew? So, <laughs> you know, when you smoke cannabis on a daily basis for months or for years, you probably start feeling like you're not getting as high as you used to, or in your case, you're getting sick. And, you know, like Rocket said, talk to a doctor if you can, because I don't know where you are. So I don't know if this is legal for mm. you to be doing or not. But the other thing is look at the strain you're taking, because sometimes different strains cause different reactions. People are allergic to them. There's certain strains that I just do not fuck with because I don't like how they make me feel or they do make me feel sick to my stomach. So see if you can, if you can look about, you know, getting a different strain and also know that research has shown that CB1 receptors begin to replenish themselves just after two days of a cannabis tolerance break. And they'll continue to do so for three to four weeks until they're ready to accept um, THCL back again. So if you just stop for like three to four weeks, you kind of like reset your tolerance. Yeah, and... the first time you get high after not smoking for a while is always great. It's mm-hmm. always a really, really good high, um, especially when you have been doing it a lot. Um, yeah, you can definitely have that effect. Yeah. But... And so, you know, Matthew, choose a date. If this is important to you, it's super important to have a deadline. Don't set out to take a break from anywhere in between a few days to a couple of weeks, okay? This is just going to motivate the thought of, yeah, it's been long enough. And without a clear date, then there's not going to be anything in your brain telling you that you haven't already gone long enough. So try, if you can, get your friends to do it with you because it'll be much easier to go through a break if you don't have your friends trying to like hotbox you or egg you on or whatever else and make a bet out of it bet you know with your roommates or your friends who's gonna last the longest and then try to try to really do it I think that's that's the best way to you know keep yourself accountable and it's it's not gonna be easy right I mean no like I say the first couple of days first two or three days is gonna be tough but in my experience anyway whenever I've got past that I'm generally okay um yeah, you don't really feel physical pain because there's no addictive compounds to cannabis. That is the important thing All to remember. All it is, is psychological. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just psychologically addictive. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not physically addicted. Like quitting cigarettes, that was a nightmare. Yeah. That was horrible. I'm glad you did. Congrats. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, like, you might, even, that's what I'm saying. It's not addictive compounds in it. So, you might experience some circumstantial depression and feel like stuff isn't fun anymore. Um, but about 10 days after, you kind of, you kind of forget all about that. Mm-hmm. So, um, don't, don't give up just because it feels like shit, Matthew. Yeah, it's you really fun. are taking a bake. It's a not break. Fun. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, taking fun. a bake. I'm so sorry. What a terrible Freudian slip, Matthew. You should take a bake. Um, but yeah, if you're going to take a break, break. then, then, <laughs> Then, then do it, right? Do it. Yeah, you can do it. And and the decision is always going to come down to willpower. Just yes, like if yeah. Rocket could quit smoking after how many years? Wow. If Rocket can quit smoking after 10 years, you can certainly go 10 days without weed. And like I discussed already, it's going to be tough. But if you use some of the advice that we've given you, you can make the transition 
um, into like a total tea break just a little bit easier and just find out what method works for you for your tolerance break and you will be happy because it's when you take a break it's like you know like you said the first time you get high after it's mm-hmm. it's magic again right <laughs> it's and, magic uh, there are people online and articles online and stuff that can help because i'm certainly no expert but there are things you can do you know that are not smoking weed to help with headaches and yeah you know insomnia and that kind of stuff so uh, you know check it out read some stuff online if you are struggling um but like i say if you experiencing like severe stomach pains i think it said in the question yeah maybe be worth seeing a doctor about that yeah probably go get that checked out and like you know just be honest with your doctor tell them what you're doing to your body because they can't help you if they don't know everything plus doctors aren't gonna and if please as far as no no it's it's patient confidentiality yeah yeah yeah. and also um i always find that if i just have weed on it their own its own especially if you're doing bong hits the glass of water really helps me i don't know why i don't know if it provides just something on the stomach but you know take a glass of water dry and, mouth well. yeah and drink dry drink mouth. it slowly and you know try to try to really take your time um is there is there anything else you want to tell um, our listeners who are all over the world, Rocket? Mm-hmm. So, but you know, we we were specifically talking about why you guys seem more cool about weed, even though it's illegal. Um, mm-hmm. It's illegal here, but mm-hmm. you guys seem more chill about it. Yeah. It just seems like a timeout versus jail yeah. time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, what do you? I mean, obviously, you have a preference. Well, the way that I smoke weed. No, no, the, <laughs> oh. such a stoner. Uh, which country you think handles weed better? Amsterdam. What's the time? What kind of question is that? Amsterdam. Have I not made that clear? What have I been doing for the last hour? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's my favorite place to get high. So, um, like I said, I like the way that America's kind of going. It, you know, they are sort of definitely moving towards legalizing. Yeah, it's just kind of slow. California was quite cool, but yeah. you know, those coffee shops—they're cool. I like them. I like that <laughs> place where you just go and meet up a stoner. I didn't yeah. see when I was in California. Maybe there is something everyone's, like this. Everyone's. Stoned. I don't know if there are like coffee shops the equivalent of in no, California. No, we can't have we can't have weed. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so maybe that's gonna come next once going. once they realize that you know the gov- once the government realizes how much money they'd make, maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll shape it up. Yeah, I I thought I read maybe in Colorado they might have something like that. Cause oh. Colorado was very. Oh yeah, they were the f- they were one of the first. So so, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I like. Yeah. We just need one state, and then we'll be okay. Like Domino's. <laughs> yeah, just Domino's. It'll go. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show with uh, me this week, Rocket, and hopefully we'll have you on again and. Um, you know, we'll be more stoned. And guys, thanks for listening this week. As usual, you can slide into those DMs. We're on Instagram at Stoned and Social. We also have Stoned and Social at Gmail, or you can head over to the My Serenity site and check out the myserenity.com slash SNS. And if you want your question to be picked like Matthew's was for Stoner Question of the Day, flood our inbox and we'll pick the most amusing one or the most the one that we think we can help most and you have nothing to lose but you have munchies to gain i will see you next week and hopefully you will stay highly conscious